podcast is sponsored by Zero Accounting Software, who proudly support female entrepreneurs and help business owners to see their finances clearly. For help in getting your business digital ready, visit xero.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special episode of the She Can, She Did podcast, aka the podcast in which I, Fiona Grayson, sit down for a chat with female founders in their teens, 20s and 30s dotted around the UK and ask them to open up to me about everything that they've had to push through, both in front of and behind the scenes, the good, the bad, and the more often than not oh so challenging to get to where they are with their businesses today. However, as the title suggests, Today's episode is a little bit different. If you've been following She Can, She Did for a while now, you'll know that Xero, aka the accounting software and app that so many business owners I know swear by, myself included, has been sponsoring She Can, She Did since October 2018. They were the first company to take a chance on little old me because they instantly got what She Can, She Did was all about. And for that very reason, not only am I going to be forever grateful to them, but I'm also going to be an unapologetically hardcore fan of theirs and rave about how ridiculously good their accounting software is for business owners like you and me wherever I go until the end of time. Actually, I take that last bit back. Perhaps not everywhere I go, I would sound like a bit of a broken record, wouldn't I? But I will rave about their accountancy software to any business owner who mentions that bookkeeping slash accounting slash managing their finances, preparing their tax return, etc, etc, is their biggest headache because quite simply, Zero has been an absolute game changer for me over the past 14 months. Now, before you panic, I promise you this episode is absolutely not designed to be one big sales pitch about why I think Zero is so great. Pre-launching She Can, She Did, I used to produce big finance conferences around the world and honestly, any time one of our sponsors spoke and got too pitchy, I would watch firsthand from the back of the conference room as the audience slowly, one by one, switched off, myself included sometimes. So trust me, I get it. No one likes a sales pitch, do they? Instead, with the self-assessment deadline fast approaching on the 31st of January, which I know from speaking to so many of you and from my own personal experience last year, can cause so much stress and anxiety if you're not from an accounting background, especially if you're doing it for the first time this January, as I was this time last year. And the new year providing us all with a clean slate to prioritise how we think about our accounts and take control of how we manage our finances this year. I sat down for a chat with the wonderful Becca Smith, who heads up all of the end user education at Zero Worldwide, to chat about how we can all better prepare for the upcoming tax deadline, that is of course if you haven't done so already, and reduce any anxiety that we might have when it comes to the topic of dealing with HMRC and filing your self-assessment. We also natter about how we can all better manage our bookkeeping throughout the year and why a simple change in mindset when it comes to the topic of accounts can empower us all and help us to really understand our business. Naturally, I won't lie, how Zero can help with all of the above does crop up too, but I really couldn't help but bring it up because I genuinely do swear by it. Tax returns aren't the sexiest topic admittedly, but it's a topic that can't be avoided when you're the boss. So I really, really hope that you find this bonus episode to be a helpful one. Right, Becca, we have our coffees. Oh, you have water. (laughs) I've got my coffee. It's a Monday morning and we're at Zero HQ in Milton Keynes, which is my hometown. So I feel like I'm really loyal to you guys. I feel like anyone that sets up a business in Milton Keynes and puts it on the map. They have to come here. They can't use anybody else. (laughs) Exactly. Um, 
we are here today to talk about a topic, like I've just said to you, is one that I was, before discovering zero, really, really intimidated by. And still, there's some parts of accounting that really do, like, I just kind of put it off. I think even I'm like that, to be honest. There's so much to it, you can't ever know everything. And you're an accountant. Yes. <laughs> um, but no, I think it's a topic that is one, if you have a business, you can't avoid. You need to kind of, in some way, shape or form, try and get your head around it yeah definitely and it, we're what Monday 13th of January yeah we've only got a couple of weeks left yeah <laughs> so the deadline is fast approaching so we are here today to talk about I guess the self-assessment deadline that's coming up but all things bookkeeping tax returns yep it's not the sexiest topic, is it? We can make it fun. We're, we're going to make It'll it be good. good. <laughs> um, so very briefly, can you just let us all know who you are and what your role here at Zero is? Yes, of course. So as you've said, I am Becca. I've been at Zero for um, a good few years now. So it's been about two and a half years. And what I've done historically here is train different accountants on how to use Zero as a product. But as of um, a few months ago now, I actually work and train our end users, so our customers, on how they can use Zero, how they can get the most out of Zero and really get to know their business which is quite a task it is quite challenging because um, you've got businesses from all different areas people have different questions some people actually know quite a lot about how how accountancy should be done and others are just completely brand new to it so yeah there's a whole 100 (laughs) (laughs) whole range of people that we have to deal with anyone that could approach their accounting and bookkeeping and talking about it in like an eloquent way I always I admire them because it genuinely is something I bury my head in the sand when I don't like something or like feel like I'm not good at it I put it off and then I kind of set myself I'm like okay Fee you need to just face it i think that's human nature i think that's why so many people worry about this deadline because as you said you just you put it off and you put it off until it's there and it's like shouting at you and you have to go and do it straight away 100 percent. and like like i said like the first year of she can she did i was a sole trader so last year i remember new year you have your your fun you know over christmas break you're like oh sort it out in the new year yeah the new year and then suddenly it's january like straight away the time's come yeah (laughs) and i had i didn't have zero at that point and i had a whole box of receipts and i had my accounting paper my mum and dad used to have their own little businesses every saturday they were so good at setting time aside to go through and every week they'd do their books yeah and i definitely didn't do that all year so i just had to spend two days going through everything organizing it but actually once i sat down i was really proud of myself and i found it all really therapeutic and thankfully i've had zero for the past year and it's a lot saves you a lot of time that's one um big point to make actually though if you do leave it until the end of the year it then it becomes a job in itself mm. but if you do it every month or every week it doesn't take up that much of your time so yeah. you then you feel like you've got more time at the end of the year because you haven't got that huge task to go and complete because it's done already absolutely and literally about two days ago last week I set aside I cate- like colour coordinated my diary honestly you're like <laughs> I I'm love it really, I'm <laughs> such a loser like you think I would have done this ages ago but I'm just not that organised and I've colour coordinated my diary and I've set aside Saturday mornings to reconcile all my receipts on zero. Perfect. My accountant's always like, Fee, can you go through and like go through them? And I'm like, yeah, 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 I'll do it. That's just what you so, need to do. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so 
I guess the two aims of the podcast are to provide, just so that listeners know, because it is a special episode, we want to kind of share best practice guidance, and by we, you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely not um, skilled in that. Um, Best practice guidance for preparing for the January 31st self-assessment deadline, and also answer the questions that the girls really, really want to know. We won't just tiptoe around it. Mm -hmm. And then also provide us all with tips and tricks to save time on all things bookkeeping, so that collectively all of us can focus on the day-to-day management of our businesses and not do what I did where it does become a task in itself so it's just kind of become second nature to us and that really is one of the aims of zero is to give you time back yeah so if you do use it the way that it's supposed to be used then you should find that you've got so much more time to concentrate on your business or maybe just spend time with your friends and your family whatever you want to go and do with that time 100% so let's kick it off then with just yeah Facing it head on, what does the self-assessment process involve in reality when it's all stripped back? What are we actually dealing with? And does it have to be as intimidating and as scary as how how I see it? (laughs) Um, So it does really mean different things for different types of business. Um, So before we went live, then we were mentioning you've got types of businesses such as sole trade or limited companies. And of course, that that involves preparing different types of company accounts. But once those accounts are prepared, it then involves taking your either your profit figure or your salary figure, putting that onto your, your tax return, and also adding all other types of income that you've had. So that could be things from um, other businesses, if you've got another sole trade or another partnership. It could be um, something as simple as your your bank account interest. Or if you have had an employed job, take that income as well and put that on there. So what you want to account for in your tax return is all income that you've had in that tax year. Mm. So put that together in one area. You can then calculate how much tax you need to pay across to HMRC. So stripped back, kind of black and white, it's as simple as that. Yeah. And no, it does not have to be that scary. (laughs) It really, really doesn't. So if you just keep on top of your paperwork, really get to know your figures, how your business is doing. What you should then find is that it's actually a relatively easy job to complete. I remember um, speaking to a female founder that just raised a really significant chunk of money via the investment process. And it was before, I'm I'm in the process of um, raising investment, but she can, she did at the moment. And I remember before I started it, being so intimidated by that prospect of raising money because people make it out to be so scary. And it's a bit similar to this in what you've just said. She said, ultimately because you always think about that dragon's den where they really pin you down on your numbers. And it's like, you know your business better than anyone. You know the numbers. So I guess with the self-assessment yeah. deadline, you just work it out. You've got a calculator. You, you know, know it more yeah. than your accountant knows your business. Yeah. So you're probably best placed to do it yourself. Absolutely. So if any business owners are listening to this now, so this will probably go out in a few days. Mm-hmm. So what, we've got a week and a half, maybe two weeks left before the deadline. And they haven't yet prepared their tax return. What are the main things that they need to collate to prepare for it? And how long do you think the process typically lasts from the minute you open that HMRC page yep. and log in? I guess you need to get that number to log in first. Yep, well. so you need your government gateway yeah. um, user ID and password. But that's really simple, just log on, give them a few days. They need to do that ASAP, right? Yes, so well, if, if it's your first one, then yes, definitely do that straight yeah. away and find, <laughs> make sure you've got those login details. Um, and if not, contact HMRC, get those sent over to you, and then you can log in and you can get this, this process started. Uh, the information that you'll need, as we've just mentioned, it's going to be all of your income. So that's um, all of your businesses, any employment that you've done, dividends that you might have received. If you've got rental properties, you need to have your rental income. So any money that you have received 
to you that needs to be declared on your tax return. Now, some of that income would have had tax deducted from it already. So your your bank interest that you receive, that's a really good example. Banks deduct 20% tax from the interest they give you straight away and pay that across to HMRC. So that would have happened already. And banks will send you a certificate at the end of each tax year detailing all of the interest you've received and all of the tax that's been deducted. So make sure you've got all this information to hand, all of your business income, your bank interest, tax deducted, any student loan payments that you've made. If you've had any tax deducted from any other areas, have all of this ready. So when you then go to prepare your tax return, you've got all of that information ready. And then in terms of time, how long do you think they need to set aside for it? Because I think that most people are a lot more organised than me. Um, <laughs> and I had a good two days of going through receipts and then finally like uploading everything. And I know full well that it doesn't have to take that long. Yeah, I mean, it, it, get your act in together. It does and... depend um, on how much information you've got. So if you've got five rental properties, Mm. that's going to take a lot longer than if you've just got one sole trade business. Um, So I think you need to just bear in mind how big your business is and then allocate the correct amount of time for for that. Yeah, because I I mean, I had to, I'm pleased to say that I've done it already. Um, Well done. (laughs) (laughs) I feel really smug. Um, But my, I had, let's get this straight. So from April of 2018 to September 2018 I was still a sole trader so okay. I had to just put that for yeah. those five months and it literally took no time at all yeah. so I was like I was organised it was good and then everything since then is all on zero so nice and easy yeah fingers crossed it's oh, all good fantastic <laughs> but I do think it's it's something where I have met a few people where it has gone wrong and they miss a deadline for instance a good okay. friend of mine missed a deadline and I do think that like we build this up because it's it's something it's legal you know like HMRC yes. they're scary it's government but I do think that it's worth knowing um, and I'm sure my friend will be fine for me to say this when she missed a deadline HMRC was so good with her yeah. they weren't like no one was knocking on her door they mm-hmm. literally just let her know that she hadn't done it and now it just simply the penalty is that she has to every year she's assessed so you know when um what's it called when you know they pick people out at random and okay really, yeah like, so do like an investigation yeah so yeah. every year she has to put forward all of her books okay. and go through it but that's the penalty and I just think like ultimately that's not actually that scary so generally if you do miss the deadline the penalty is just an instant £100 fine oh really I didn't yes. know there was money in it as well. oh yeah okay. there is but even that, even that like in the grand scheme of things it's not that much it's money it's not like 10 grand but, yeah you know, like absolutely like a big money where I guess it depends, but like £100, it's not the scariest thing ever. Yes. Um, Of course, that's also the the deadline for the payment of any tax bill that you've got. So there are interest charges on that. The later Mm -hmm. that is is due. But as you said, they're not scary. Yeah. So... HMRC is just it's just an office of people yeah so I'm sure yeah, yeah. most people have worked in one of those exactly. at some point and it's just they all have it's good just, days bad days like. exactly <laughs> so it's just another one of those and I have spent many many hours of my life on the phone to HMRC <laughs> and you get different people all the time they don't know all the answers yeah. so they are just people sitting at the end of a phone line so if you have got any questions if maybe you have paid some tax and you haven't got the exact figure mm. just give them a call yeah, yeah. and they'll, they can look at your, uh, your record they can give you the answers that you're looking for absolutely I, I remember last year putting in the wrong number for my um a student loan repayment yeah. and i think i'd put too little in and in no i put too too i'd said that i paid too much in because i okay. read my is it p45 you get when you leave employment yes. I, I read that wrong and they came back a few months later and they were like you put too much in so you need to pay it extra but equally it was like i was like oh god like i've done it wrong but 
it was fine. They were fine. And also they offer like a repayment thing. It's not yes. like necessarily a big chunk of money. There's ways of dealing with it. Yeah. So if they do look at your tax return and they realise that something is wrong because of data they've already got themselves, mm. they'll just send you a recalculation. Yeah. You can then just check you're happy with it and then pay or receive any difference in, in the payments. Yeah. But if you're not sure of any figures, I'd say give them a call. But one tip that I would love to share with you all is <laughs> I've learned it on years of trying to call them. Ring them first thing in the morning. Really? Their phone lines get so busy and you can spend probably up to an hour just sitting on hold waiting to get through. So their phone lines tend to open at 8am. Be there 8am and dial <laughs> that number straight away and you should hopefully get through within a minute or so. That's a, I think that's what I hate about life admin is when you're sat yeah. there and then it gets 20 minutes on the line and you're like, do I give up? But then Is it worth the yeah, time? Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. That's a handy little tip. Yeah, 8am, give them a call. I used to get into the office when I used to work for uh, an accountancy practice. I'd get in at like 7.30, 7.45, get myself a morning cup of coffee and just sit there and watch the clock and wait for 8am because <laughs> it saves you so much time. Honestly, Becca, I feel like no work can be done until coffee is in hand. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like that, that should be the that should come up hand in hand with that tip. Grab your coffee <laughs> and ring at 8am. <laughs> Good. Keep you awake on the phone. <laughs> okay, in terms of like, I guess, for anyone listening that has done the self-assessment deadline, like they've done that before, but are looking at ways to, I guess like me, every year I kind of say, this year I'm going to be more organised. Mm -hmm. So I want to this year just completely approach anything with accounting and the finances side of the business with confidence I want yep. to know that I'm in control of it and I genuinely mean this from the bottom of my heart I don't want it to sound like a sales pitch because everyone knows she can she did sponsored by zero <laughs> but it honestly has been a lifesaver in terms of just a general day-to-day -day uploading receipts I don't have to keep a massive box of receipts yeah. anymore that that in itself is like a godsend you know but what can business owners like me be doing throughout the year to just really help reduce all of that stress around bookkeeping that's a great question and something that Actually, I always stress to businesses when I speak to them, and you've kind of said it already, just keep on top of your paperwork. So it might seem like a bit of a boring task, um, but you've got to maybe change your mindset as to what this what this job involves, and that's going to hopefully change, change your approach to it. So if you have a look at it, your bookkeeping is, as a way of getting insights into your business and really getting to know your, your figures and where you're spending money. Hopefully, when you then go to do it, it's maybe not the most exciting thing, but something that you're not dreading doing. 100%. Because I think it's quite easy to, to go out there and buy paper and buy pens and buy all of this for your business. But when you sit down and actually add it all up, you then become accountable for it. So mm. you, you realise, actually, I didn't need to buy that new printer or that new whatever it is. And you can then make better decisions when you're going to spend um, business money and hopefully save yourself some money to then go and increase your profits. Yeah. So it's just going to help you to get to know your business and become accountable for every penny that you spend. That's, that's, so, that's so true because I remember for me, because I travel so much with female founders, all over, they're dotted all over the UK. Yeah. It's so interesting when you actually see it on paper, like where you've been, how far yeah. you've travelled, like what that means in terms of when you're away, like Airbnbs, all of that kind of thing. I just find it really cool. I'm a bit, bit like a loser, <laughs> but like seeing it all there for you and like how much you've actually spent. Yeah, because it's so easy to forget transactions yeah you'll be like oh yeah I've got that but actually no it went it cost me 60 pound yeah. and that's not a lot of money but when you've got a lot of those they add up and they're actually then quite a quite a chunk yeah. of your, and your also, money just monthly what's it called 
monthly payment things, things like Zero. Um, yeah, like subscriptions. Pay, yeah, subscriptions. It's so interesting to see, like, when they all come together, yeah. what you're spending on them, which ones are worth it, which ones are not, zero is, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, yeah, no, 100%. But that's a good example, because if you have got things that are direct debit or standing order, you haven't got to do anything. That happens on its own. Yeah. So that's even easier to forget about, because that's already it's already come out of the bank that day, but then you've gone and put all these other things on top of it. Mm. Yeah. So to add up your entire days or week spending is going to give you a much better idea of how your business is doing at yeah. that point in time. I mean, obviously, before we agreed to this podcast, it was that we need to talk about this topic. But I'm such a, it can't be a sales pitch. Having said <laughs> that, with Zero, there are so many amazing little tips and tricks within that app that are designed to help us. Yes. So, I'm giving you permission here. To go, you know, how, how does Zero help help with all of this? Because, and, I, and I'm going to put a little disclaimer in the sense that it genuinely, the first time I heard of Zero was the first ever midweek mingle that I did. And I was interviewing a panel of businesswomen. This is back in April 2018. I hadn't yet earned anything from She Can, She Did yet. So I didn't have any receipts or anything okay. to do any kind of accounting stuff. And I remember on the panel was Olivia Wallenberg, who's the founder of a company called Livia's. It's like a healthy sweet treats business. It's, it's massive now, based in London. And Alice Audley, who's the founder of a company called Blogosphere Magazine. And Olivia, I remember her just saying to the audience, and I literally swear by zero, like whatever happens, zero just helps with everything. And then Alice piped up and she was like, oh my God, I love zero. And then <laughs> loads of the audience members were nodding. And I was stood there being like, what the hell is zero? Like, what is zero? Hadn't got a clue. But everyone was nodding. I was like, this is my first event. I can't be that idiot that oh, doesn't know. Yes. <laughs> so I remember going back and Googling, you know, zero in the days that followed that event. And then suddenly, all the interviews thereafter, I started noticing people talking about zero. Because you okay. know, once someone's, once you've actually paid yeah, attention. Yeah, you then hear really, it everywhere. Everywhere. And it genuinely has helped so many businesses. So this is why I don't feel bad and you pitch to us, why is it so good? <laughs> like how, how can it help us? So I am definitely not a sales person. <laughs> I've got a sales bone in my body. Um, but it can help in so many different ways. So one of the most loved zero features that both businesses and accountants absolutely rave about are our live bank feeds. So just in case anybody doesn't know, uh, what that means is that you can connect zero to a lot, not all, but a lot of bank accounts. And what that will then mean is that the bank is going to push your bank transactions from the bank straight into zero. So when you then log into zero in the morning, you've got your all of your bank transactions in there ready for you to then go and reconcile. So it's making that job so much easier. You haven't got to go and add them in manually. And that is a long, boring task, let me tell you. <laughs> um, so that's all done for you. It's just a case of saying, oh, that transaction for £50 at BP, for example, that's fuel and post it to, to fuel. So it makes that job so easy. And what you can also do is set up different rules um, so that this is actually being done on its own. And you can then just check the transaction and then click OK to reconcile. Mm. So it can make your job and your life so, so much easier. I'm not going to list out all of the features. We haven't got time for that today. Um, <laughs> we sat here like, yeah, get to the point. Yeah. Like, 
background. Uh, but it also connects to HMRC. So if anybody happens to have VAT registration, they submit VAT returns. We can submit MTD, so making tax digital returns, or just classic non-MTD returns. And we also connect to HMRC for payroll. So if you have any uh, payroll submissions that you submit, whatever frequency it may be, you can do those directly from zero. That's amazing. So that can save you loads of time. I did, I've only just recently, my accountant's only just set me up on payroll, so I didn't know that there was that feature, so that's quite yes. cool. That's handy. What about like all the different accounting categories on there though? Because I'm so aware that I am not alone in the fact that I don't come from an accounting background. So some of the terminology can be intimidating in general. If you you don't know what certain words, even reconcile, I know it sounds so silly, but it's like, (laughs) what do they mean reconcile your receipts? I didn't have a clue. But now I do, don't worry. Um, (laughs) But what happens when you don't actually know where to categorise the um, receipt to, for instance. One of my good friends, Maddie, she um, she does all the graphic design of the business and she actually emailed me the other day being like, Fee, can you help me with these receipts? And she pays in a pension every month. Okay. And there was two pension options and she didn't know which one. So for things like that, how, how can we get help on that? Um, that is a question that I get asked all the time, probably yeah. weekly on webinars. That webinar. makes me feel better that we're, yeah. not, we're not stupid. No, like, you're definitely <laughs> not alone. I think... <laughs> probably the majority of businesses have had this exact struggle. And there isn't a right or wrong answer, to be honest. You you can, of course, always ask your accountant or your bookkeeper. So if you do have one, I'm sure they'll be happy to, to answer that question for you. But generally, it is just a case of as long as you separate your different type of transactions and post them to the relevant code. So we mentioned um, fuel earlier on. So if you have a fuel transaction, you post that to motor vehicle expenses. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that that's the only place that you can code it. Consistency is really key with this. So if you do have a fuel transaction and maybe one person posts it to motor vehicle expenses, but you decide to post it to a fuel account, as long as you do that throughout the rest of the or year... transport. Yeah, one. whatever it is. Yeah. But just make sure that you post the same transaction to the same code every time you post oh, it. Interesting. So the last thing you want is, let's say you have an insurance payment and it's a, it's a car or van insurance. You don't want want to post it one month to insurance and the next month to motor vehicle expenses mm. so just post it to the same code every time consistency is key yeah definitely that's, that's like general good life advice well yes <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned accountants oh is there anything else so yeah so zero does have a kind of a standard structure for your your account codes that you can use but there are so many types of businesses out there that we can't cater for every single one of them so you might find that if you're if you're searching for an account code and it's something that's maybe a bit more bespoke to your business that we haven't got it on there but that doesn't mean you have to just make make one do you can go and create an account code that you could that you could use so you can just go and add a new account code add as many as you need to so that you can split out your expenses and your income as much as you need to to get that that visibility i suppose over how you're spending your money yeah that's such a good point actually because my accountant came to visit when when i first got her on board and talked me through all the different like reconcile options and she created an account for when i'd had to borrow money from my parents in the first few months perfect and she was like that's a family loan because that wasn't on there yeah and she just put made me a little thing so then we could mark out those transactions yeah exactly like, so another example feature. is uh, yesterday i was preparing my my brother-in-law's uh, accounts on zero of course yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i'd have to design it <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> 
<laughs> I'd refuse to do yeah. it. Um, but he he's a landscaping business and he hires um, a lot of tools. He can't obviously own everything. So he hires them and we haven't got a tool for hire. So I just created a tool hire code and posted all of those transactions to that code. Yeah. So you can then see how much he spends on hiring tools. And then is it worth going and buying some of these tools instead of hiring them every time? So handy. Yeah. So yeah, really, really that's useful. That's a top little tip. You mentioned, well, we both mentioned accountants there. And that's another thing that I think is quite a point of confusion when you have zero in terms of if you get zero first, do you then need an accountant? And if you already have an accountant, do you need an accounting software app like zero? Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? Um, they are, accountants and bookkeepers are a really crucial part for, mm. for any business owner. It's nice to have that person to turn to if you've got any questions because it isn't always easy to know who to point these these questions at. So they are, they can be really, really helpful. And even if it's just a bit of a safety net for you, it, it can be nice to have them. They tend to act as the middleman between yourself, the business owner, and company's house or HMRC, whoever you report to. And if you do find that really intimidating, maybe it's nice to have that Oh my gosh, shelter there. peace of mind. I yeah. feel like the two hand in hand is just the best combination. Yeah, like. exactly. It isn't my place to say if it's, it's right or wrong to have an yeah. accountant. It really does depend on the business owner and what, what they want to do. But what a lot of businesses are doing now is they're using things like Xero to do their monthly or quarterly bookkeeping, submit their VAT returns themselves, and then they're using the accountant for their, their year-end accounts and their tax return. Mm. That doesn't mean that's the right way to do it. You could use your accountant or bookkeeper to do your, your management accounts, your bookkeeping, whatever it is that you need. What role does HubDoc play in all of that? So, yeah, HubDoc is, um, if you do choose to, to do your, your bookkeeping yourself, HubDoc can make that process a lot lot easier. So it is it is owned by Zero. So again, not trying to be a sales pitch. Um, but what it can do is connect to Zero, but also connect to a lot of your banks and suppliers. So if your Vodafone's a good example. Um, so if you happen to have your mobile phone bill uh, with Vodafone, it can connect to Vodafone. It will fetch the bill from Vodafone, push it into HubDoc. You can then code it up within HubDoc or it can do it automatically and push it straight into Zero. So when you then come to the end of the month and you want to go and, and do your bookkeeping you've already got a lot of this information in there already and it also stores a pdf version of the bill within zero so if you are um, submitting mtd vat returns it means you have to have a lot of the information stored within your your software so it's already there for you so it can make the process so much easier i honestly i think that's that's the point isn't it with all of these is that it's just that clarity and that time saving the, they give you so much clarity on your business but they also simplify everything oh yeah and make exactly. it as easy as possible yeah. and i think that once you get your head around how it works because i'm not tech savvy and yeah. I just think that, like, it, it goes back to that putting things off. And I hear about all of these different tips and tricks, and I'm like, God, I really need to take those on board. And then when I actually do, eventually, it's like, oh, my gosh, I should have done this Kick months yourself, ago. Don't yeah, you? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it, it simplifies so much of that headache process that comes with... I think we live like, in a world, though, where we are, we are trying to simplify things. Mm -hmm. I think if you look back maybe 10, 15, 20 years, we, I think people try to overcomplicate things yeah. to account for, for their, their role in things but yeah. I think it's, it's gone the opposite way now and accountants bookkeepers software companies are trying to make it as easy for the business owner as they can and yeah. HMRC are doing the same thing they're trying to make themselves as easy to talk to as easy to to approach and just make that process so much easier yeah, for the business definitely up then Becca I end all the podcasts with some statements where I basically say to you know each female founder that I interview being my own boss means 
dot, 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 and then they'll tell me, oh, I want my legacy to be dot, dot, dot. Yeah. That was something really profound, and I'm like, gosh, you're amazing. Um, <laughs> but with that in mind, this is a bonus episode. Um, you don't have your own business, but you are the chief knowledge expert for Zero. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, so I thought we could edit those statements uh, for this bonus episode with a few accounting-themed ones. So Perfect. Ready? Sounds good. Number one, <laughs> bookkeeping. You know when you think of an idea and you're like, this won't be cheesy, and then you read it out loud and go, this is no, it so is. cheesy. Uh, number one, bookkeeping. Oh, my God. Bookkeeping doesn't have to be scary because... Okay. So it doesn't have to be scary, um, but I've said it already, and it, it it really is a great chance or opportunity for you to, to really get to know your business and your finances. By doing your bookkeeping on a regular basis, you can then spot straight away any areas that you're spending too much money in. And by doing it every, I've thrown different kind of dates around, but every week, month, whatever it may be, it means that you can spot that before it gets to the end of the year and it's too late to then cut back. So it means that when you get to your year end, you've found an issue and you've corrected it all within that 12 month period yeah 100% and it is it's that it's just that mindset isn't it yeah definitely um if you haven't filed your tax return yet my main advice would be to drop everything and do it right now (laughs) (laughs) Um, absolutely so yeah definitely just don't delay the deadline as we've said I think a few times already is going to be here before we know it so just Get all your paperwork together tonight, tomorrow, just as soon as you can. And spend a few evenings doing it so it hasn't got to, to eat away at your, your working day. You can do it after work, before work, whenever works for you. And you haven't got to sit there and do it in one big, long session. So you can split it out over a couple of days, a couple of evenings. Work through your paperwork, find anything that you're missing. Call HMRC to get that information and just put it together over kind of maybe a week, a few days if you want to, but just start right away because the last thing you want is to do it on the 30th or the 31st of Jan and you find that you're missing something, you've run out of time to go and get well, that information. if it's your first one, you need that government gateway code, yes. don't you? So apply. Um, (laughs) If there's one habit to adopt that will make your lives as business owners easier this year, it would be. Okay, so that's a bit more of a tricky one, I think. And maybe not an actual habit, but just a way of adopting habits, I suppose, Mm -hmm. is to make make small changes over time. So don't don't listen to this and think, right, right now I'm going to go and change everything I do (laughs) within my business. (laughs) New day, new me. (laughs) So it's it's like a bit of a fad diet. If you go and stop eating everything, it's it's not going to last. So If you introduce smaller changes over a couple of months, let's say, and you you slowly get to to know them, you get used to doing something on a regular basis, it's then going to become habit. Mm. So if you decide to set aside a Friday morning to do your bookkeeping, do that for a few weeks and hopefully after a few weeks you're used to it. And you can then introduce my Saturday morning bookkeeping. I'm like, yes, this is my time. You're doing exactly what (laughs) I recommend. (laughs) Like star student. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If I could offer one final piece of advice to self-employed women, it is probably just keep on top of your taxes yeah. um, you didn't go into business to, to do taxes probably most of you didn't anyway there might be some people that have <laughs> all um, the accountants out there are like uh, I did yeah <laughs> <laughs> but most of you haven't done that yeah. but if you keep on top of it and if you do it on a regular basis you're then meaning that it isn't a job when you get to the end of the tax year and Probably the most key thing I'm going to say is that you haven't got to wait until January to submit your tax return. So the year you're submitting for is the tax year, which ends on the 5th of April. There's no reason why you can't submit it by the 30th of April. And that then means you've got 
well, most of the year to save up for that that tax bill. So it means you haven't got the stress at the end of the year. You can enjoy... You know how much you've got to spend. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can enjoy your Christmas and your New Year without having to stress about it. And you can just put aside a smaller amount each month mm-hmm. to pay it off on the 31st of January whenever you're ready to make that payment. Yeah. So just do it as soon as you can. Absolutely. And then very lastly, final one, it's got to be a good one. Um, <laughs> zero is amazing because... That's the cheesy one. I'm like, that is probably the cheesiest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can put another adjective in there, but I think it is amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. Um, so many reasons, and probably different reasons for different types of people. So for our business owners, as you've said, um, it can just make your bookkeeping so much easier. And I think I've said already, one of the main aims is to give the business owner time back. Mm. So we really do put the business owner at heart, and we try and just make their lives as easy as possible. We aren't that much of an, like an older business we've only been going since 2006 so it's, we're fairly new still yeah. and we were created by a business owner I don't know if anybody's looked into the history of Zero but we was founded in 2006 by Rod Drury and he had a business and he was struggling to find a software that, that worked for him and his business so he just thought I'm going to just go and make one mm-hmm. as you do and so we have really evolved the product based around the needs and wants of the small business owner mm. so hopefully it will be intuitive and easy to use for all if not the majority of businesses but we also aren't just a big marketing brand so as a company we have five values that we live by one of those and actually my favorite is um, human what that means is that or to me what it means is that you aren't just going to work at a business that is created by a branding team it means that you can come to work and you can put your own spin on everything that you do and so when you then have a look at the product or maybe you come to one of our webinars everything is different because it is something created by that person as a human rather than from like a branding or a marketing team yeah definitely so it's probably different every day so I love that and it's so um like everyone here is so lovely but I I remember when I met Matt for the first time he told me that like he was going through those values and and he was saying how there's a vested interest for supporting female founders and he said his great grandmother was Emmeline Pankhurst and I'm like Wow. That to me, I'm like, zero, they're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> there. To Emmeline Pankhurst, we're all good. Uh, but yeah, no, I feel like you nailed it. And you've also put Milton Keynes on the map. Um, and you're growing at such a like impressive rate. Definitely. Which only shows how great it is. My best friend was travelling in New Zealand last like February time. And I remember her, she sent me a photo of the Zero office out there. And she said, "Is this? are these the guys that sponsor you? And I was like, yeah, why? Yep. And she was like... Look, they've put Milton Keynes on the map, and it was basically on their the head office out there. Um, is it Auckland head office? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Wellington is well, kind oh, of the main one. There, um, wherever it was in New Zealand, I'm useless with geography. <laughs> and it basically had on the window all the head offices. So it was like I guess Wellington, and then it had uh, San Francisco and New York and Singapore, yep. and then there was Milton Keynes. And she was like, Wait. "It's like, so weird, isn't it? <laughs> it's so, so weird. You'd think it'd be London, but there was good old Milton Keynes." Uh, thank you so much, Becca. I That's feel like no problem. Thank yeah, you very much. I honestly feel like I'm gonna take away the fact that I this year my goal is to just think of bookkeeping as just a good old task yeah that's it it's a way to learn yeah not, nothing exactly. scary yeah, 100% <laughs> thank you thank you very much thank you for listening to she can she did if you fancy being a complete star and doing your good deed for the day, please feel free to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes to give the She Can She Did series a little boost and help others to find it. 
You can also attend the Midweek Mingles, the She Can She Did event series for female founders and aspiring female business owners, featuring a whole lot of business inspiration and the all-important GNTs in equal measure. For more information and to book your ticket, head to www.shecanshedid.com. I would love to see you there.